spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, happy new year, happy 2023. Welcome to the first edition of the Believe in Duke podcast for the 2023 calendar year. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined by uh, the show co-host, Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, happy new year to you. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Happy new year, uh, as well as happy new year to all all of our listeners as well, too. So hopefully y'all brought in uh, the new year, you know, safely and have some fun with that as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we took a couple of weeks break for the holidays. So we could spend time with our families and everything. So uh, appreciate our listeners sticking with us here. Um, just a reminder, our uh, Believe in Duke podcast is sponsored by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has been a sponsor of the podcast since the very beginning. So we really appreciate them. I want to remind everybody that Bet Online remains the number one source for all sports betting needs this season. We're getting uh, uh, getting ready for the NFL playoffs. College basketball is going. Uh, all kinds of things to bet on. You can always find the latest odds, team matchup, info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And it's your continued source for all sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards, bet online where the game starts. So, uh, boy, we have, uh, we got three games to talk about uh, since we last had, last had a podcast. Dukes played three ACC games. One of them was at home. Uh, they played very well and beat Florida State on New Year's Eve. Uh, the other two were on the road. Dramatically different performances, not in a good way, uh, because... They really laid an egg both games and uh, the Wake Forest game, 81 to 70 on December 20th. The only time, the only time Duke led in that game was four to two. So Wake Forest left for all but 19 seconds of the game. Uh, as we tape this on Thursday, uh, J- January 5th, last night, Duke played NC state NC state scored the first 15 points of the game uh, and never trailed and led by double digits the entire game. Uh, once they got that lead, it was over 20 points the entire second half, uh, 84 to 60, a bludgeoning uh, in PNC Arena. So uh, lots to discuss about that. Um, what is going on with this team on the road? I don't know. Uh, they they come out. Jeremy Roach used the word soft and timid last night, saying their performance was soft and timid from the very beginning. 
two words you don't normally associate with Duke basketball. So, Sheldon, how do you feel about that? Were pretty much the the focal words I, I would use for, especially the last game, um, Wake Forest game. We were in the game uh, from the start. We was kind of go back and forth before you know uh, Wake started taking that that push, and then we we try to make a a run late in the game. I think we cut it to maybe like eight or seven or something like that, whatever. And then they wind up um, you know taking over, and we didn't have enough to actually get over that that hump. But for the NC State game, those are very, those are correct words to use. I mean, uh, I was baffled by the start of the game. I didn't see sense of urgency. I didn't see a fight into, in, in, in our guys, like, you know, just looking at them and their demeanor. It was, I don't know, it was, it was disappointing to watch. Um, yes. Players have been on receiving ends as well as giving, you know, those type of games before and if you play long enough. But to have that after losing your first road game in the ACC and then have the second one, in this, it was it was kind of baffling. And with Roach, I was expecting a little bit more. I mean, his last three games for him, he hasn't shot the ball well. And if he's not going to shoot the ball well, I, I get it because sometimes, you know, he goes through ways. He's not a pure shooter. He's a scorer. But I think he had, like, you no know, nine points and shoot that wall, the ball well um, against uh, Wake and then came back, had nine points again against um, Florida State. Right. And then only had four points, you know, in that blowout game, you know, uh, last night with um, NC State. So I was expecting more of him. If he wasn't going to shoot the ball well, at least have, you know, assists, you know, I didn't see more than what three assists in the last three games. He hasn't had more than three assists uh, in the last three games. So I don't know. I'm just kind of comparing him to other captains in the past of Duke, where if things are not going well as a team, you see things that the captain is doing. They're kind of rallying the guys, trying to make that effort, whether we lose or not, but it's a fighting effort. And we did, we just didn't see that. And especially with the NCC game. Yeah, he's uh, he's five out of 25 from the field over the last three games. And like you said, shooting comes and goes. I mean, that's that can be a thing. Uh, you don't expect it to be this deep of a, uh, of a stretch. But because um, he was playing well before, you know, even after the toe injury happened against Purdue, he played really well against uh, Ohio State and Iowa and those games. I mean, really looked like he was going to be fine. They gave him that game off from Maryland Eastern Shore. And he's come back worse than he was before that. And um, he's not 100% healthy, okay? But uh, he he played with the injury when he played well, those games I mentioned before he took that one game off, right? So, I, you know, I, you know, everybody has injuries and you deal with things different ways. He, he would say he doesn't want to use that as an excuse because he played well with it, right? So, and, and John Shire right, said the right, same right, thing, right. you know, but, but, um, but boy, uh, for a captain – they, they need more. They just need more. And, 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 and it's not happening yet. Uh, you know, he was very, you know, he was angry in the locker room uh, last night. Kyle Filipowski was angry, you know, said, you know, we need to have uh, more dignity to not allow this to happen. We shouldn't, you know, we're, we're better than this. So we, we should take some pride in our performance um, because they not only, you know, the two games, the wake and, and NC state, 
they allowed over 80 points in both those games and and they've been a a defensive team that only allows 60 points a game this year so they're letting what's ha- what's going on in offense affect the defense and Shires admitted that um I did see last night uh Shire did get into them a couple times in timeouts uh not like I mean you know it's hard to you know we know what coach K would have done in those situations right and John's John's not coach K I mean he's a different guy he's learning what, right, what, right. what works and man, and as you know, different things work with different teams, right? Some teams need a kick in the ass, and some teams need to be, you know, kind of prodded along. And um, maybe he's trying to learn that with his team as he goes along. But uh, you know, he um, uh, he he was kind of dumbfounded after the game too about how they could come out so so soft. And he didn't use the word soft, but that you know, I, I brought it up with what, what Jeremy said. And, you know, he didn't disagree. Like he's like, you know, we got to be stronger from the start, and we had. You know, we talked about it. Uh, we had a press conference with him and a couple of players on Tuesday before the NC State game, and they all said, like, we, we learned from Wake. we got to come out and be the aggressor, and then they just weren't. And I don't know what you think about what's happening in offense. Uh, early in the game, nobody's nobody's driving to the basket. Nobody's uh, – the passing's not good. They're, they're, they're kind of hanging out near the line, drip, passing the ball around, and then – getting out of like 10 seconds on the shot clock and somebody tries to drive in and make a wild play and ends up a turnover or they had 21 turnovers against you know, NC state. So we've talked about the offense, not being as, as strong as the defense, but the lack of offense seems to be affecting the defense now, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point. I mean, uh, outside of uh, with Mark Mitchell's, you know, the first two points of the game of last game, you know, he had a, you know, aggressive dunk and that, might have been the most aggressive move of the night, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, we were already down 15 0. Yeah. 15 0, yeah. And yeah. he goes and gets a, the kind of bobbles the ball a little bit uh, right underneath the basket and just goes up strong and, you know, uh, dunks the ball. Mm-hmm. But the fact that our offense, we, we kind of mentioned this in the past uh, episodes where we don't have a pure shooter on the team. We have some guys that can score the ball, but it's becoming now kind of inconsistent. And we don't know exactly, you know, who's going to be our, you know, our 20 and plus guy, whatever, because Kyle, I mean, Flip was the guy and he had uh, a couple of games that he didn't score over 10 points, whatever. And I'm like, you know, this is not something that we've been accustomed to because he's been off to a great start all season, you know, a very surprising great start at that. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, all right, yes, he's still a freshman. Yes, we know that he's going to be kind of be up and down just like any other freshman. It's just what it is. But for us to start the ACC, knowing that how important the ACC games are, you know, every game is important, whether you think so or not. Every game is important important, and every possession is important. And for us being kind of a young team and not have that naturally instilled in us, I guess, whatever, that has to be something that has to be reiterated uh, with uh, our, our, um, our captain every single time like hey i know how this goes we need to do this we need to gather ourselves and get composure there's gonna be runs they're gonna make their run guess what we're gonna make our run too and that type thing gotta keep happening and i don't care about the missed shots as long as we're aggressive i mean shoot we saw uh blakes against uh florida state yeah he goes he starts he starts all right and he makes a lot of that you know, an opportunity yep. where he come out, I think he had like 17. 17, or, yeah. Yeah, he had 17 points. You know, um, 
he made uh, the most of that opportunity where he's going to start. And, uh, you know, granted, he's, he did it at home. So it's a lot, it's a lot easier to do it at home because, you know, you're around your fans and everything. And all of a sudden, you start feeling yourself and get confident and you start passing the ball. And it, as we saw with uh, NC State, <laughs> once you're on a roll, you see it's on a roll. Like, that's how it is with the confidence. And, um, and speaking of NC State game, I mean, that, that big boy, uh, Bur- Burns? Burns, DJ Burns, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know much about that guy, whatever. But I was like, man, he a bigger version of Big Baby. He light on his feet. <laughs> he was able to spin move and fade away, jump, fade shot. away that little <laughs> left hand shot. Yeah. Thing. I, I wasn't expecting. I mean, I knew they had two great uh, guards and um, Joiner and um, and Smith. Yeah, Terquay Smith. Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you know, once they got going too, though, you know, the sky was the limit for those, these guys too. So it just, I just didn't like the demeanor of that game for our, our guys. I mean, yes, there's gonna be games where you might actually not have it. But the demeanor of the guys and how they were kind of looking and everything, that's what I didn't like. Yeah, uh, my colleague Luke DeCock looked it up last night. And uh, throughout Coach K's entire tenure, they never lost by 24 points to an unranked team. And that that happened last night. NC State's not ranked. So, uh, the, you know, that's that's not a good thing. That's, that's a historic loss. The, the things are happening. I mentioned it before, but like uh, – you know that a Wake Forest loss was Duke's third loss. They it's been since 1982 since they had three or more losses before January, and now they have four in the first week of January. So things are not you know historically you know, and we knew there'd be a transition with with John. Uh, I mean, Coach K would probably be getting more out of this team if he was coaching. I think you know, I mean, he's Coach K. I mean, that's the reason why. But uh, but you know, and, and I don't want to just pound on John. I mean, that's that's just you know the reality of what's going on. Um, I will say that. He pulled out a kind of an old Coach K playbook uh, from the playbook last week when after they came back from Christmas, after they lost to Wake, you know, they all scattered for the holiday and they came back to campus on the 26th and they had four straight days of hard practices, a lot of five on five scrimmage, blue versus white, not a lot of like individual work. It was mostly let's get after it. And I'm told there were a couple of scraps, you know, and you know, you know how it goes. Uh, and it it seemed to pay off against Florida state. They, uh, they had the edge about them. They needed it. It was at home, but, uh, and, and then, so you hoped, okay, maybe they've got it back. Maybe they've, maybe they found it again. And then of course it didn't happen against NC state. So, and, and John said like, and you know, this, you can't scrimmage like that. Every practice a whole season, you'll get people hurt and, you know, wear them down, but that seemed to bring an edge to him. Um, Ryan young seems to have kind of an edge to him. Filipowski, you know, and talking to us, he seems, I mean, on the court, he's, he's got animated sometimes and, and he'll say things like, you know, this is, you know, like Ryan said, it's unexcusable what happened. And Kyle questioned the dignity. There's elements there of guys that want to take a hold of things. Um, but they've got to find it quick. Cause they got to go, you know, these road games are piling up faster. B, BC on Saturday, just beat Notre Dame at home. They have to go to Clemson next week. Uh, Clemson's playing well. Um, you know, they have to go to Miami later this month, Virginia Tech. Uh, they got to get it fixed. And um, I, I guess, you know, the thing about the edge, we talked uh, you talked about how captains need to kind of help them bring the edge. Um, Jeremy needs help, <laughs> I think. Um, and, you know, uh, I don't know what else the coaches can do. Uh, sometimes it's just down to guys having to want to, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, um, I think it's always – if it's if it's able to, always better to have at least a duo captainship 
type thing where yeah. if one guy is not the most vocal or wherever it is, the other guy can, you know, be this. And unfortunately, we don't have something like that with this team. You know, Jeremy is the actual only player that knows the ACC ropes. You know, you know, Young obviously is a, a veteran himself. I mean, this guy, well, it was starting uh, a couple games for, for us as well. He had a 20-point yeah. game off the bench. Uh, against Florida against, State. Yeah. Against Florida State, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that that tells you a little bit about the team where it's not a habit yet. You know, you're trying to, like John is trying to instill the edge and you know, make it known that this is what we need to be. We got to be this gritty, on edge, you know, just have a chip on our shoulder type team. And it has to be like that every single game, especially in the ACC. And we saw it, you know, for the Florida State. And then you think it's going to be start, you know, be a building block. And then unfortunately mm-hmm. it was not. And it's almost like in the players get sucked into this as well, where you have some success and then you think you kind of slip up a little bit. And then the moment you do slip up, teams like a NC State and no shade to them, they play really well. I yes. mean, I, I haven't seen any other game from NC State, but just that one game alone, that's a tournament team. You know, yes. like, those that, guards, that, right? Yeah, that's that's a tournament team. Like, yes. you know, that's a great team. But yeah. we have to be able to get this habit and have it instilled in us where we got to bring a lunch pail. I know it's old school saying, but bring a lunch pail every single game, every single possession, and make sure that we instill our presence on the team first and keep fighting. No matter if we lose or not, it has to be a fight. Our demeanor has to be up. We have to be sitting here like, hey, I don't care about what's going on right here. I'm giving this guy, I'm getting this guy together, whether I'm yelling or encouraging or whatever, get it going and be those Duke teams of old. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great, that's very well said. It's what's, it's what's lacking right now. And, you know, they're looking for, you know, guys to produce more. Not only we talk about the leadership, but uh, like, like Derek Whitehead, uh, the last couple of games has been better. He had 16 against Florida state. He had 12 last night, but he had four turnovers last night. So, uh, you know, he's still learning that he said, I don't know if you, you saw this, but uh, we talked to him on Tuesday when he went home for the holidays one of his uh one of his aunts got into him like she aunt mercedes he said it was her name and she uh you're not playing like you should i know you were hurt but now you're not hurt you know he got got some he got some real talk from aunt mercedes <laughs> don't, don't shoot cody we're gonna go you're gonna go eat later but you're gonna get this right here <laughs> right exactly right but uh so he said hey it's, it's helped him so far you know maybe he's getting going and uh he's the type of guy with the talent he has that can elevate this team. We've talked about how there's room, there's plenty of room to grow, especially after last night. But even before last night, we talked about there's plenty to go. Still not getting anything out of Derek Lively on offense at all, at all. And uh, I don't know at this point if it's going to come or not. I, I don't see. He tried one little hook shot last night and missed it. Um, he just doesn't seem to have any confidence on offense, any any role in what they're doing. Uh, he sets you know sets screens and all that. At, you know they run the horns play and he's up there. Uh, that works. Uh, but Whitehead, it, it, as we talk about going forward here, what can help get him out of this malaise, I guess, on the road is, you know, if a guy, a guy like like Derek Whitehead with all his skills, uh, if he can be a 15-point-a-night scorer, which last two games, 16 and 12, so he's getting there, uh, he can't have a step back. I mean, he's got to 
at this point he's healthy. He's going to try to get, you know, going on this kind of plane, like going, going up all the time. Filipowski, uh, you know, had 14 points last night. So he's kind of back to where he was, but he only had two in the first half when, when things got out of control, you know, when you really need a basket. So, uh, you know, there's room there. Uh, uh, if he can get back to where he was, um, you know, a 15, 18 point score, Young, I mean, you know, the, the game he had against Florida State was tremendous. 20 points, 12 rebounds. Didn't miss a shot from the field or at the free throw line. Yeah, he went seven uh, for seven, yeah. Yeah, and he had all his free throws. And uh, so, I mean, that's – you can't count on that every night from him, you know, uh, but every once in a while he's going to give you that, and that, that could be something you can build on to. But really, I mean, we talk about all this, and, and uh, Duke's only shooting 41% as a team. I think that's like 209th in the country. I just looked it up this morning because I was already right about this. That's not good. <laughs> but like you said, they, they, if, if they're missing aggressive shots, but they, you know, they've been a really good offensive rebounding team. And that's, that's made up the difference, right? But, you know, against Wake and against NC State, they didn't get as many offensive rebounds. Loose balls, 50-50 balls went the other way. And again, that comes back to want to, doesn't it? That's because we're talking about the same things. Want to, yeah, yeah, the want to, the will. I mean, uh, yeah. you have a, a lineup. We said it at the beginning of the year. I mean, you know, two seven footers. Yeah. So like, like you know, we're gonna be crashing the boards. You know, that type thing. And unfortunately, we're not doing that. Like you know, having two seven footers, we should be getting each averaging three to four offense rebounds alone. You know, just being around the basket. You know, maybe Kyle uh, flip. Uh, I, I keep going back and forth between Cal. Yeah. Nah. Um, <laughs> I keep, uh, I guess him, because he's, he's more versatile and everything, but, you know, with mm-hmm. Lively, he being around the basket majority of the time, I'm like, you know what, this guy's athletic enough to get three to four offensive rebounds every single game. You know, that right there gets you confidence where you get some putbacks, you know, three, four uh, offensive rebounds and everything. You have between, you know, six to eight points, you know, and if you get fouled, that's even uh Four, you know, four more points on top of that. So at least you have 10 points just doing the dirty work. I know it's not glamorous, but it's still the dirty work. And that right there kind of gets you going because you get into the game yeah, by doing these different things. So, yes, I'm not getting plays called for me and everything, but get that outside of your mindset. Like, hey, I got to do what I need to do to help this team. And what we need to do now is interior um, uh, defender. We need to have somebody go ahead and rebound the basketball for us at a high level consistently and we got to sit here and have somebody uh, throw the ball to when we are driving to the baskets we can all have aggressive guards like you know whitehead and uh, roach and blakes just driving the ball and throwing it up i mean you can get <laughs> you saw the block he had against was it florida state at the yes of the game? yes it was like, tremendous above, above the square like yes you know, he can go he can get up there and get get those things whatever so that's the thing i keep going back and forth because like it's frustrating because you see the tools there but yet, it's like something's not clicking for him. And I'm not sure exactly what is not clicking because it was one game where he started and then he didn't play. He didn't start the second half. Was it, was it Is it State or? Yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he didn't start the young, second half. Young started the second half. He right, was right, better. right. So yeah. like, I mean, like, you know, he, yeah, he was playing better. So like I said, these things right here, it should be eating him up where, oh, I got to do better. This is on me. And I know uh, John had said uh, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror, you know, mm-hmm. coach, coaching staff all the way down to the uh, players. Yep. We have to look ourselves in the in the mirror and figure out what do we do better? What can I do better? What can we and I help this team to make us better? And that's something that I think that he should be looking at. But, hey, whether you have a posty sticker on your mirror every single day, 
and seeing I'm a good, you know, basketball player. I'm a dominant basketball player. I'm the best, you know, post defender. I'm the best rebounder, whatever it is. Those things right there. And I kind of, I hate going back and comparing to myself, but that's something that Wojo had taught me when I was in school. Because like before the season started, he said, Sheldon, what are your goals for the season? And I tell him everything I want to do. And he made sure I had this list, not only in my locker where I see it every day before practicing games, I had it posted on my mirror. So every time I used to go brush my teeth, go to the bathroom, you know, yeah. whatever it is that I'm doing, showering, I see this. It's a constant reminder. Like, what am I doing to every day to kind of get myself to achieve these goals? And that's something that it may sound corny, but it worked. Yeah. It worked. If you don't know, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? Right. Exactly. It's like exactly. having a roadmap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the old days, roadmap. Not, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. You you had your plan right there, and it was on mine all the time. And uh, it's it's in there. It's in your head. It's in your mind. Somebody that somebody's got to do that, and uh, uh, in a hurry because you know they only got one two days of preparation here. They're heading to Boston on Friday uh, for the game Saturday. Uh, so and then turn around. Got to play Pitt at home. Capel's got Pitt playing better. They, they had a big win. Was it Virginia? They beat, they beat Virginia and Carolina back-to-back yeah, games. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 At home, but they did it. And yeah. uh, so Capes got them up there at the top of the conference right now. All of a sudden, that's different. You know, the next two, after this BC game, Pitt and Clemson are both undefeated in the conference right now. Yeah, so, how crazy is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would expect that? <laughs> yeah, I remember looking at the schedule early thinking, okay, they got – BC and Wake and State and those are teams that are middle of the bottom of the conference. Right, get, right. Nope, not yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no time to waste. They got to get this turned around fast. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, so yeah, um, it's a tough episode when they're playing like that. We got they, they got we got a lot to break down. You know, we'll see we'll see what happens in the next couple of games here. Uh, we'll we'll uh, have another episode next week uh, breaking down the Boston College and the Pitt games. We'll see what happens in those two. Sheldon, thanks a lot. Uh, good insight. Great insight from you uh, about what goes on inside the locker room and and practice and what, you know, uh, I, I mentioned Duke hasn't lost a game to an unranked team like this, you know, in a long, 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 long time. But they had losses. They had seasons. They had things that didn't go well, and you had to stop and turn around middle and, and, and get it cranked up again, and it can't happen. And uh, – uh, you know, a lot of people want to, again, bag on John right now, uh, Shire. Uh, he's a new coach. Uh, we knew there'd be a transition. Um, he's learning. We're, we're learning how he's going to handle things. But now we're going to see. Um, I'm curious. I do want to. I'm curious, and I'll find out today or tomorrow, if he took away the Duke gear, if he locked him out of the locker room. Old know. school Coach K stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that 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 would be. I never thought about that. You know, um, I know John has been trying to do his own path and his own route, and I don't by no means do I think he should get any kind of you know, like you said, bagged on. I don't think that should happen at all. I mean, this guy is learning this team just like the team is learning. You know, John, and this is him kind of building his way to what the coach is going to be for the future. So it's going to be a process. Obviously people want to see results now because, you know, Duke has been great for so long and (laughs) that's what it is, but you have to get that outside of your mind. Like this is a different era. (laughs) This is a different coach. 
you yeah. know, and he's going to do his process and get, I mean, Coach K wasn't Coach K overnight. I mean, he, this that's is right. that he had to build into, like, you know, that's right. yes, we've been spoiled for, you know, 40, uh, was it 42 years? Yeah. Yeah, we've been spoiled, yes. But Coach K was like this early on. Like, we see the end results and people think about it and they forget about the beginning results. So right. it's a process that John got to go through. And obviously, just like any other coach, you know, they have to go through a process. You know, there's no gimmies outside of, you know, Steve Kerr getting to a, uh, the Warriors and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, outside of that, but there's no gimmies. I mean, we saw with Steve Nash, with the Nash, we thought that's a you know a for sure thing too, and that didn't happen either. So right. it's always a process and everything. Everybody got to do their own you know, steps towards who they're going to be for the future, and that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. So uh, I want to see how he handles these next two days and of work. You know, because the way he handled after the weight game, again, you know, the hard practices that worked going into Florida State, they don't have time to do that this week. I mean, you can't. You can't have them scrimmaging today after what happened last night. And that's not going to happen. I don't think, but uh, anyway, we'll see how it works out. Um, anyway, great, uh, uh, great insight again, Sheldon. Thank you. And uh, we will, uh, uh, the believe a Duke podcast sponsored by bet online. We'll be back next week for another episode of that breaking down the BC and uh, pit games and looking forward to Clemson. So thanks everybody for joining us this week. We appreciate our regular listeners uh, every week uh, joining us. We'll, uh, and we'll join you again next week on the Believe in Duke podcast. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.